0: Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina and I am an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach what I do is I help people, uh, new investors or experienced investors who want to be financially secure but are feeling kind of totally confused or intimidated by the whole investing concept, the whole concept of figuring out what stocks and ETFs to buy and sell. Um, and also feeling kind of frustrated by just not having, making enough traction, uh, in growing their own savings. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people. I mentor people on how that they how they can make more informed, more uh, educated, and ultimately more successful uh, investment decisions, so they can you know improve their chances of achieving some level of financial freedom. So that's kind of what I do. So this is Stock Talk. This is my little podcast that I got to have going on here. I've had this going on for a while. Where i like to talk about all different kinds of things related to investing things that i'm observations anecdotes out there that i see out in the market that uh, could have some element of influencing how i make investment decisions and also to share with you how i go about making my investment decisions because i what's one thing for me to teach people how to invest it's another thing to model the behavior so i like to share some of that with you through this podcast so this is episode 73 and today i'm going to talk a little bit about the whole Concept of advisors, financial advisors, and reason why, and I'm not talking from the con, the traditional sense of you know a person who says that they're a financial advisor working in a bank or a financial planner. There's that element too, but there's also another layer of advisory kind of services out there. Um, you could have people in a bank, uh, you know, a fund company or trust company who are just you know bank tellers and stuff like that, who are also in a way kind of selling you and are advising you. Um, on what you should be doing with your money. And the reason I want to talk about it is there's been a lot of a bit of an uproar up here in Canada, also in the US, uh, around this whole concept of upselling, where especially up here in Canada, there's a lot of ex-employees now kind of out there talking about how much pressure they were put under by their managers, uh, by just management as a whole to increase sales, uh, meet sales goals, meet sales targets, and just the constant pressure to upsell um, customers, uh, whether it's at a bank teller, at the teller, or it's you know talking somebody just coming asking a question about a mortgage and then getting upsold by a bunch of GICs or mutual funds, just the underlying pressure that the industry uh, puts on its employees to to sell product. The reality is, you know, banks—they're businesses. Um, they're there to make money, and they have pressures—Wall Street pressures, Bay Street pressures—to improve earnings. So there's a lot of pressure to to increase sales and uh and it's also happening you know i'm talking about what's happening here in canada but also in the us we had that whole wells fargo thing um where you know employees were under so much pressure to just set up accounts for for customers without them even knowing about it uh just forcing them to get into products where maybe they had no business being involved in them so there's a lot of um you know, the microscope is really solidly on the financial services industry right now in terms of how they conduct and how they conduct their business practices with their customers. And uh, so what I really want to talk about it. And one the, of well, the things that's really, you know, despite all this stuff that's going on, the reality is they're not going away. Banks aren't going away. This whole concept of upselling might be rebranded in a different format, but it's not going away. And so, what I want to talk about is what I do, one of the things I do as an investment coach is I coach people on how to deal with banks. I coach people on how to work with um, a financial advisor or a financial planner, how to evaluate one to see if that's somebody that they might want to work with, somebody who's going to be working, uh, looking out for them and have their interests at heart. So what I want to share with you today is just, some, just give you some tips. Um, some some guidelines I guess in a sense of uh, some things you may want to do if you're considering uh, working with a financial advisor or you consider whether it's a private one or a fee only fee-for-service one or a commission based one there's all kinds of them out there I don't want to get into that kind of thing today I want to talk a little bit about um, action items and strategies that you need to, should keep in the back of your mind when you're going to communicate and interact with the financial services industry um, to ensure that you get what you need to get out of it. Because that's ultimately what this is all about. You're engaging in trying to control your financial destiny, you have financial goals, you want to achieve them and you want to work with people that are going to help you achieve them and are going to put you into products and services that are going to enable you to reach your goals and enable you to achieve that certain level of financial freedom. So I want to share with you a few tips uh, that I share with, with my customers or my clients uh, that I work with that I coach with uh, to help them uh, and hopefully help you um, get have a better relationship and have a better outcome with how you interact with the financial services uh, industry now the first thing I want to focus I'm focusing mostly on how I dealing with like your traditional financial advisor financial planner now as I said a lot of things that's happening now though the job titles and the the sales techniques are very and so I wanted just just, just to kind of put a dividing line here between that, which is what I'm gonna talk about. And let's say you're going, the, the common scenario we see a lot more now is when we go up to a bank teller and we just wanna deposit some money and we're getting sold to buy some insurance or you know, a mutual fund or a GIC. The approach when you deal with those, that kind of situation is very simple. It's basically saying, thank you, no thank you, and just moving on. Because the last thing you, I, do, I, do, I wouldn't want people to do is just to start berating people, because you have to understand these people are—it's—they're not the ones initiating this. They're being told these tellers and these these frontline office people, bank people you're going to meet at the bank—they're just being told what to do. It's not them, and they don't deserve to be you know lashed out at. So that's something I really feel strongly about. Is—is is these are hardworking people. They're just doing what they're supposed you know what they're being told to do, and they're just following orders. So don't lash out at them. Um, Just be really nice very polite and say thank you for offering i'm not really interested in that right now and just leave it if they continue to push you on it just repeat it again say thank you very much i'm just not really interested in right now maybe another time and just move on so that's really one strategy when you're dealing with that kind of upsell that's in your face kind of uh situation that's one thing but now i want to talk about you know building that relationship or just dealing with a typical financial advisor financial planner how how the, how that thing how that relationship should evolve now first thing you do and it's going to sound really weird in a sense of it is when, if you're going to go meet with a financial advisor or a financial planner you're going to go to a bank just dress up a little bit it sounds like really you know dumb it sounds really stupid like why the hell am i dress up like ultimately when you're going into a meeting with these with these kind of people you're going it's a business meeting and you need to project that you are kind of know what you're talking about know what you um, you want to protect project an image that you are you care that you care about what this meeting is going to be about and so it's really important to have just to not you know I'm not saying go out there and wearing what you wore for the prom and wear a tuxedo or a full on suit or a blouse blazer you know all that formalized stuff it's just 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 don't dress like in flip-flops and a t-shirt and torn off jeans and just show up there and say, "Hey, like, what's you know what's going on?" You know, take it seriously. This is about you. This is about your future. This is about your money, and making sure it's being managed or being decisions are being made that are helped to grow that money. So take that seriously. Another thing that's important when you go to a meeting, also I tell people, uh, you know, I tell people that I work with to do that is bring something with them to write on. You know, we live in a tablet world now, phones. Okay, bring some phone with some way that you can take notes about what's going on in the meeting because you're not gonna remember everything that's gonna go on the meeting. Bring something to write down. I also believe very much um, in the concept of preparation. Like just don't say, oh, I'm just gonna go see this advisor and just talk about whatever. Actually have a plan for when you go on to go into that meeting. What do you want to accomplish with that, with this meeting? What's the point? Be able to write some questions down. And that's another thing why it's important to have something written down is because as somebody's talking to you about stuff, you can just sketch out some questions and come back with some more, uh, more detailed questions. Come in with an agenda. Under, understand what you want to achieve. Like, why am I coming here to talk to this advisor? There's five million other things I'd rather be doing. I want. I'm here to talk to this. What do I hope to accomplish from this meeting? What do I hope to accomplish from this relationship? Have that down. Understand a little bit more what, what your goals are. Again, even if you have to write out your goals, go for it. Like just do that. So you have something there as, as a reference and something you can tap into in your conversation. Uh, a lot of times, especially if you're gonna meet with a new advisor, they're gonna hit you with questionnaires, they're gonna wanna know a little bit about you. You know what? If it's if you're if it's possible, like go to the company's website and if they have some kind of questionnaire kind of thing there, uh, fill it out, fill it out ahead of time and then bring it in. Say, oh yeah, by the way, I fill it. What we want to do is you want to project an image that you're prepared, that you feel like you know, an an element of confidence, not arrogance, confidence, and an element of motivation, that you're committed, that you're committed to doing this, that you're not just doing it here just for the sake of doing it. You're here because you want to take action on some things. And when people see that, when an advisor sees that, the conversation's going to be a heck of a lot different. Because if you go in with a laissez-faire attitude, say, yeah, I'm here, I know I should be investing, show me what you got. To them, that's just blood. And they're just gonna sell you and sell you and sell you. If you come in there with a plan and you show them what your goals are and you're articulate with it and you're prepared and you present that image and you project that image, they're gonna say, whoa, whoa, okay, I don't think I can sell this person. I'm gonna have to just, you know, I'm not gonna pull all the garbage out. I'm gonna have to like have my A game. And that's really what it comes to. So the preparation side of it is, pretty damn important and it's something i really instill with people if they continue to want to go and work with an advisor or even if they're working with an advisor already that's quite common too i've coached people who want you know who have who are working with an advisor and they do stuff with them and they come back to me and say hey what do you think about this so these are i find these are really important elements um the next thing you want to do is when you actually get into the meeting is it's about asking questions, and I think one of the things we, we fail to do, and one of the things that you know uh, we fail to do as investors is we fail to ask questions. And I think a lot of it is because maybe we just don't know what questions we want to ask. Um, again, it's the education piece, that literacy piece. Um, we just we're not comfortable with. You know, if we want to talk about ETFs. I'm not. I don't know much about ETFs. I know I should be investing in them or something, but. I don't know what they are. And so I, it's hard to ask maybe meaningful questions and you just don't want to come and say, I don't want to like look like an idiot that I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's about, it's, it's critical that we ask questions because when you put ask questions, you put accountability on people because they have to give you answers. I don't know is not really that acceptable. I don't know, let me talk to somebody and get back to you is an acceptable answer. Because a lot of times, a lot of the people that you're going to be dealing with from an advisory perspective really, you know, don't have it all together. They may be inexperienced, they just might not have that skill set or education piece. They might have that education piece. So it's really important um, that we ask a lot of questions and and that's where that preparation side of it is. We can sketch out a few questions, even if it's like, can you explain to me how this works? Explain to me what an ETF is. I don't really understand. It's okay. It's okay to ask dumb questions. Don't feel like you should be asking, you're gonna ask, there's no dumb questions to ask. And a lot of people just get scared of asking questions. I'm the type of person, ask away. This is your money, folks. This is this is your future and you need to know that you're gonna be in doing things that are consistent and aligned with what you wanna do and your values and your goals. And so you have to ask questions. So. In a typical kind of meeting, a lot of times uh, an advisor is going to present stuff to you. It's going to present you with options, can present you with investment opportunities. And so that's really where you need to start asking questions. So the areas, like there's all kinds of questions you can ask, but the ones, areas you definitely need to kind of tick off if you're being presented with an investment opportunity is first of all, ask the advisor, explain it. What is it? What is it all about? What's the history of it? What's the point of it? What's the goal of this? What's the performance of this? Does it make money? Has it de- has it, does it have a demonstrated track record of making money? If so, show me. Show me the numbers. Show me the work. That's one side of it. Second question you may want to ask, costs. How much is it going to cost me to get into this investment? How much is what your cost? How much is your cut of this product? If I decide to purchase this product, what's your take on it? What's your cut of this? Costs are critical, important. It's one of the key, Uh, Disciplines of of, with personal finance is key you know as much as we want to grow our savings, we want to minimize our costs or minimize our our control our costs. So we need to always be asking about questions. And a lot of times, um, advisors just don't want to go there, and they'll say, "Well, it's a big whole process. I can go ask them to put it on paper, show us what the breakdown of those costs are." And uh, so that's one element. Third element, third thing you may wanna ask is, why, why should I be, tell me why I should be interested, why, why should I consider this product? Besides the fact, oh yeah, you're gonna make a lot of money. Like why, how does, this, how does this align with my financial goals that we've talked about already? How is this consistent with it? Ask the mouse questions. And then finally, the really one of the most key critical questions you need to ask your advisor is, what's the risk profile of this thing? How risky is this? What is the probability that I could lose all my money if I invest in this product? And a lot of times, and it's interesting up here in Canada, they did a, an underco- under camera, or whatever, undercover secret camera thing where they dressed up a bunch of people, put on the camera, went into a, a financial planning office and uh, to talk about some investments and stuff like that. And the advisor would come in there and say, oh, there's this great product here. It's this great. You can't miss guaranteed. You're guarantee 10% every year and it's gonna cost you, the costs are so limited and it's, it's slam dunk there's like no risk to it. If somebody comes in and you presents that, you need to just stop it right there and say, okay, show me. You need to ask what about risk? And because a lot of times, a lot of these advisors will not even go there with that whole concept of risk. Risk is another area you need to understand and you need to understand what you're getting into. Is there, a, what is the probability that I could lose some or all of my money if I invest in this product? So to summarize again, if you're getting presented with an investment opportunity by an advisor, ask them to explain it. Give them the back, give us, give them the background, give you the background of what it's about, why it's good, why it's consistent with your, um, with your financial goals, how much is it going to cost you, and ultimately what are the risks associated with it? And ultimately, is this thing going to make money for me? Does it have a track record of making money? Show me. And if they don't, if they can't answer these questions, Tell them to go find the answers and then come back to me, come back to you <laughs> with those answers. They work for you, right? This isn't about them, this is about you. So that's one, that's the piece, you know, when you're getting into that conversation, when you're looking at opportunities, strategies, and these things, these are the things you need to have in mind in the back of your head and that's why it's good to write these out, write these questions, write these, just write the points down and then just ask away. And make notes on it. And if they can't give you the answers right away, say, "Okay, uh, send me a, send me an email, send me a link. Just send me the info. Get go get the info for me." So that's one element. And the final piece, really, is how you wrap up your meeting with an advisor. And it shouldn't be, "Well, okay, thank you, bye." Walk out the door. There needs to be some accountability here. Accountability for you in terms of you know you have to make decisions. So you're accountable to make decisions. So there's that piece of it. But the other side is accountability for the advisor in terms of action items. So okay, we've talked about these investment opportunities. We've talked about this possibility of altering my portfolio uh, to have more exposure to uh, foreign equity. So what are we going to do about it? So let's let's. What are we going to do um, next time we meet? What are the deliverables? What are you going to do for me? Um, you know, two weeks from now. By the, within two weeks. Have some action items. So we review those things. Set some milestones. Say, okay, in a month, let's come back, let's check in again, and uh, see where we are, and you said you were gonna get me some information on X, Y, and Z, on these particular products. Send them back, send them off to me, I'll take a look at them, and when we talk on the phone in a month, this is what we're gonna talk about. Action items. This is about accountability. Putting accountability on the advisor. So when you bring all these elements that I've talked about here, when you're talking about how you present yourself, how you prepare yourself for a meeting, how you conduct the meeting and how you end the meeting, when you put these all these elements together, you get a very much more cohesive and consistent meeting and it, ultimately it's about you and getting the things, the chances of you getting the things that you need out of this meeting are much going to be higher than if you just show up blindly. And just say, "Hey, how you doing? Kick your feet up on the desk. Say, "Hey, what are you going to do for me this week?" Because to them, that's just dollar signs. That's just, "Oh my god, I can sell this person." You don't want to give them that satisfaction. You want them to work for your for your dollars. If you're if you're going to park money with this company, with this bank, with this advisor, with this broker, there needs to be accountability. And you got to hold them to it. So these are elements, so some people might say, holy crap, that's like, these are really nice people. Like, why are you being so hard ass on these people? This is your money for God's sake. And you don't wanna lose it, right? So sometimes you have to be a bit of a hard ass. Now I'm saying you don't have to be a hard ass to do all these things. You can do these, all these things in a very, very professional, very polite, very cordial, um, very, you know, non-aggressive kind of way. You can do this. I do it. It's okay. It's very, it's easily done. And as I said, I've worked with people who continue to work with advisors and you know, they tell them stuff and sometimes they get this thing, I don't know if I really wanna be doing this. And so they'll come to me and I'll, I'll just, as a third party, you know, just, I don't tell them, don't do this, but we have that conversation where we try to figure out, and ultimately it's my client who figures out, okay, you know what, this is dumb. I don't want to go near this. Or this is like, wow, this is actually a good idea. This is a pretty good idea. I think this is consistent with what I want to do. I'm going to go down this route. So really important um, that you have these elements um, if you choose to work with an advisor, uh, because again, it's about you. And the reality is they're not going away. I'm not trying to demean and say, you know, financial advisors don't know anything. They're just glorified salespeople. There's a lot of wonderful. These are smart people. They've worked hard. They've got a lot of credit, you know, credentials behind them. They've they've taken, uh, you know, they've undertaken a a fair bit amount of formal training. Um, They should know their stuff. They should know their stuff. Um, but if you come in with some element of literacy and some element of education and some element of preparedness for it um, it can act, it can be a very good it can be a very lucrative information uh, relationship uh, for both you and for the advisor um, Also for you from a perspective that you you know the advisors are tapped into a network they have access to all kinds of information that you can tap into so if you are focused and you know where you want to go you can use these people. <laughs> Things like this really nicely, can use these people to help you um, get the kind of information you need to make, again, make better investment decisions. So, thought I wanna share this with you. I think it's really important, especially right now, we're just getting, the, the industry is just really under a big microscope now with all the different garbage that's been going on out there that's coming to light. And so I just wanna say, you know what? It's there, the banks aren't going away, financial services companies aren't going away, financial advisors, brokers, they're not going away. Um, you get, we still have to coexist with them here's some ideas and how you can better coexist with them more effectively so ultimately you get what you need out of it to meet your financial goals that's all so that's pretty much all i got for you on this today um actually i want to have I actually have an announcement too that i forgot to make i just didn't realize i did make that um one of the things i do also from time to time is i like to deliver some webinars on a variety of investment topics. The sort of a goal I have for this year is to, is to do a whole whack of uh, of webinars, free webinars, uh, on a variety of investment topics. I've done a couple already this year. Uh, one on RSPs and TFSA's. I've done one on uh, finding your investing path. If you're just looking to start investing, or you're just trying to figure out how to how to invest, what you know, what investing path you may want to go on. There's a variety of ways you can invest, and I shared with you some options there. You can either go Do it yourself, or again hire an advisor to you know outsource your decision making to to somebody else. There's options out there. You can get a computer now or an algorithm to manage your money. So there's a path out there, and I just that was one webinar. So the next one I'm going to do and I'm planning to do it. um, My date I have scheduled is on May 25th at uh, which is a Thursday, which at 12 noon Eastern. Looking to do, I'm going to be doing a webinar on exchange traded funds, and I call it I believe what do I call it? I call it talk. Let's talk ETFs, and. For those of you who are like what the hell is an etf Um, etfs are taking are slowly becoming really a disruptive force in the financial and in the investing uh industry in terms of uh uh, the volume of, of of money that's now kind of going out of traditional mutual funds and managed portfolios into more passive uh, or in more, you know, hybrid kind of uh, portfolio baskets of, of securities like ETFs. It's just, we're seeing an epic generational uh, change in, in where money is being invested in now. It's not necessarily in individual stocks, it's actually in baskets of companies, baskets of uh, investment securities. So in this webinar I'm doing on the 25th, I'm basically gonna explore, show you, walk you through some of the basics of what ETFs are. Like what are they? Um, how do they work? What's, good, what's so good about them, what's not so good about them, and uh, how you go about figuring out which ones you wanna buy and which ones are gonna work for you, which ones are gonna be you know, profitable for you, kind of walk you through that. And also thing which I'm really excited about is actually I wanna share with you kind of my own personal investment decision that I went uh, into buying an ETF and walk you through really in kind of a real time manner how I went around about picking a specific ETF that I was looking to buy and evaluating it and determining if it was worth buying. And so I'm gonna share with you kind of my little, kind of a case study in a way, of my own personal uh, investment decision in buying an ETF, evaluating and buying an ETF. So that's on May 25th, it's at 12 noon Eastern time. If you're interested, you can go to my website, www.sageinvestors.ca uh, forward slash ETF. There's a registration form there. All you gotta do is just put your name, your email, and uh, boom, you're in there. And I'll send you a confirm email uh, with an invitation to invite you to the webinar. And, uh, and uh, oh yeah, the other thing is, there's about seating is limited. I only got spots for 50 people. So basically the first 50 people that sign up, boom, you're in. And everybody else, well, I'm sorry, I can't let everybody in right now. Um, if there's a lot of demand for it then you know what I might do it again I'm gonna run another session uh, shortly thereafter so so if you want just get in there and sign up and uh, really look forward to having it with you look, look forward to sharing with you some of the insights related to ETFs it's a big kind of topic right now it's a big area investment area but not too many people really know about it and so I just maybe want to I thought I'd just share with you what it's all about and shed some light into it and, and see if it's something that you may want to consider um, pursuing for your own financial um, planning and, and, and such. So that's all I got for you this week. Uh, my name is Amon Reina of uh, Sage Investors. Thank you again for for joining me for another edition here of Stock Talk. Uh, as I said, all my podcasts and are now on iTunes, so you can get all my past episodes on iTunes. So feel free to go and download, subscribe, like, leave a comment, leave a review. Be happy to hear about it. If you have any questions about this topic or any other investing topics, more than happy to do to answer them. Um, just flip me an email through my website um, sageinvestors.ca or you can follow me on twitter i'm on twitter all the time commenting about the markets sharing my own personal investment decisions that i'm facing in real time uh, my uh, tag is at sage so feel free to check me out on that so that's all i got for you i hope you're having a good week and uh, we'll catch you again another time cheers